Passion our purpose, profit our pain. I don't want my name to ever be in vain. A life full of substance is the only thing that will remain the same. Millennial Thoughts. Welcome back to Millennial Thoughts with your girl. Today, I am here with a special guest, Michael, and we are going to be talking about money, finances, and everything um, that is on people's mind at this point in time, or even in general, is always on their mind. And we're going to be just discussing uh, different ways we can save our money, we can grow our money. And so I'm just so excited that she came on the podcast to talk with me. Herself to you, and we'll have a great conversation. So, hi, Michael. How are you doing today? Hi, Alicia. I am doing well, you know, as expected <laughs> as I'm in the quarantine. I'm I'm enjoying myself though. I'm Yes. Are you able to um be at home or do you are you like a what's it called? Uh, I forgot the word now. <laughs> um essential like essential work. I don't know like No, oh, okay. So my the company that I work for is considered essential because I work in um defense. I work in the mm-hmm. defense industry, so that is definitely essential. But I have the ability, I'm like I'm not I'm an accountant, you know, I'm not an engineer mm-hmm. or anything, so I can still work from home. So uh we have been put on uh, work from home indefinitely. So okay, <laughs> we'll we'll see how long this takes. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so um, a little bit about me: I am the Bougie Budgeter, and I created bougiebudgets.com, and it is an online platform that is engaging, empowering, and educating young professionals, Gen Z, young millennials about um, finances and teaching people how to finance their best life. So that is my big, my, my favorite thing to do is just to teach people about money, teach people about how to really live your best life. But you, your best life can only be lived if it is properly financed. I love that. that is so true. Probably finance because you know when you're younger, they're like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the money." I think I got caught up in that too. And like, money's not everything, but money does give you access and help you do other things. It's not like to, and I feel like that's why some people are like, "No, money, money." Like, I don't really want to worry about. It. I don't really care about it. But then it's like, then you don't care about it. You don't know about it. You don't even have any leverage to even learn about it. If that makes any sense. See, and that is the goal. Like, I. I think that we should not be worrying about money. We should have such a control and such a handle on our money that we that mm. is not a worry that we have. And oh, it's yeah, never I see that. Yeah, you know, it mm-hmm. and m- m- your financial like money shouldn't stop you from doing things that you love to do. So in that case, that means that you have to take the time to learn and understand you know, the, about money, how to save it, how to grow it, and those kind of things so that it becomes less of a stress factor on you. Um, mm-hmm. Studies have shown that money stress is outweighs all different types of stress. Mm-hmm. And at the root of most stress is money. And, mm-hmm. you know, we go to work and we work to pay bills and we pay bills so that we can live. And everything that we have, that we do has to center around having enough money to do those things. And um, a lot of time, unfortunately, that we aren't taught about 
healthy ways to look to view money and how we are supposed to grow money in different ways that we can really relate to it and uncovering some money traumas that we may have and why we why we treat money the way we do it it's just so much that goes into it mm-hmm. and if people try to i don't know like i think that people try to sweep it under the rug or then mm-hmm. make um blanketed statements like money is the root of all evil and you know um mm-hmm. money can't buy happiness i can tell you yeah. that since i have been earning well over you know $30,000 since I have been working my corporate job making $70,000 a year, I have been much happier. Right. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I, I know. That's what I can say. They was, I seen something. It was like me was like, well, I'd rather be um crying in a doing something else. I was cracking up though. But yeah, people do try to say money is the root of all evil. Money doesn't buy happiness. And I guess to core, because a lot of people who do have money aren't happy, but I feel like that's like, it depends on who you are. Yeah, how you use your money. I think the thing is, is like we don't really know what makes us happy, and we don't take the time to do some inner work and be grateful for things that we do have, things that we we will have, and things that we've had in the past. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that really transformed how I view money is the practice of gratitude. And like every morning I wake up, I meditate and I say, you know, I am grateful for the money that I have in the present. So the money that I oh. have in my bank account right now, I'm so grateful for it. The money That's that I have, crazy. <laughs> the money that I had in the past or the money that I was able to spend, I'm grateful for that too. I'm, I'm grateful for the money that I had mm. in the past, the money that I have in the present and the money that I will accumulate and I will grow in the future. I'm so grateful for that. And that really changed the game for me. That's really crazy that I'm going to say like that you said that because a couple of days, like I've been wanting to meditate, but I haven't gotten into it. But I was like, um, I follow B. Simone. I love to follow B. Simone, but she's like amazing to me or whatever. And I was like, bye. Like she calls herself the manifestation queen. I was like, okay, I'm about to meditate. And every time I get to meditate, I'm going to be like, I will be a millionaire by 30. <laughs> I really have been thinking that I was going to start doing that. I love B. Simone and just yes. her, her strategy, like her, her whole thing of being being a millionaire before 30, I think it's super dope. You know, um, one part I, I would say is just like, you know, what's what's the motivation? Like, why is it so important to be a millionaire? Um, and, you know, if and she has her reasons. And I think that that's beautiful. And I think that honestly, we don't take the time to understand why we want money. Right. Mm-hmm. And um that's where we, that's where the relationship with money is kind of crumbling. Like I did a post a couple weeks ago that got a lot of people like talking and, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm a queen of problematic. I'm everyone's problematic, babe. And I'm fine with that. Um, ah, you're being problematic <laughs> on the internet. Ooh, I'm always problematic. problematic on the interwebs. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I, <laughs> I said, like, I have no desire to be a billionaire. And that's people were like, oh, like, well, you don't have to be a billionaire. I will be da da da. Like, and and it's like, okay, y'all are missing the point of a billion dollars. I don't need a billion dollars to be happy. Mm-hmm. 
I don't need a billion dollars to have enough to protect my family to to buy the, a house or like a billion dollars to me is not it's not that I don't think that I can attain it. It's the fact that I don't want it. Like that's not my goal. Mm-hmm. My goal is to have more than enough money to uh, put my parents in the retirement home that they love. My goal is to send all of my nieces and nephews to college and actually mm-hmm. be able to support them through college. Because mm-hmm. you know, some people will be like, "Oh, great, you you're going to college," and never never text you, never call you, don't send no money. Okay, like. I don't want my nieces and nephews to be broke college students. I want to be able to send them a hundred dollars every week. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's your money because I have the ability to do that. Like these are things Mm -hmm. that to me, I don't need to be a billionaire to, to do that, but I do need money because, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, money helps me provide for my family. Money helps me protect my family. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's like my whole thing. Like I'm, I'm a protector and I see money as the way to protect my family. So I will do what I need to do to make sure that I have more than enough to sustain myself and my mm-hmm. family. But you're just like, I don't need an abundance of money. Cause it's like, what am I going to do with all that money? Or like, I don't need all that. Well, um, like, for, well, like, I mean, of like a billionaire, not like, yeah. Like, like I don't need to be <laughs> like, to me being a billionaire does not like what, like, what does that do for me? Like mm-hmm. it just tells other people that I'm a billionaire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't sustain me. And even mm-hmm. like Jay-Z, when Jay-Z hit a billion dollars and everyone was like, oh, this is such an inspiration. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, people from the projects don't become billionaires, which is true. It just, it didn't like, that doesn't strike me. It didn't, make me feel any different towards Mm Jay-Z for him now being a billionaire than last week, the week before when he wasn't a billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Did Lisa Simone strike you anything like to become a millionaire? Now, what I loved about B. Simone is not, see, and that's again, like I'm not focused on the goal. I'm focused Mm -hmm. on the strategies and how Mm -hmm. she is like, creating these different streams of income and that's what is super dope um because she has so many different streams so she was like you know what i'll do some hair if i have to like i'll, I'll set up some hair some hair appointments just just to do some sew-ins for some people okay um i'm gonna do some sales i'm gonna sell some some extra lip gloss i'm gonna bring in some more uh more beauty products oh i'm gonna go ahead and promote on instagram she has over a million followers like what like two million three million followers i'm gonna just promote and sell sell promotions twenty five dollars a piece for whoever wants to be promoted on my page and what i'm gonna sell some some clothes that i don't wear i'm gonna sell some clothes some exclusive Mm -hmm. shirts like when this girl at the end what she she had like and then then she puts out a book then she puts puts out a book and sells over Mm -hmm. ten thousand copies like to me (laughs) and i honestly i need to order me one too like i just think it's super dope how she is going about it and Mm -hmm. even though the goal her goal was to be a millionaire what i see from it more so is understanding that you can take your talents and transfer them and bring to in anything. to anything. And I think that mm-hmm. that's what I loved about B. Simone. So my, I've been following her. Like mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a vine girl. Like I've been following her since vine. 
So For real, I yeah. only started really following her last year, but that's still my girl. <laughs> See, I, and listen, I I did. I was heavy on Vine, so like a lot of the like uh, that girl J Cole. That's I loved her, and she's from DC too. Okay. Um, <laughs> B Simone, Tokyo Vanity, Supercent, all of like I used oh, to. Oh yeah, I, I was Supercent. I was oh, following okay. them when in Vine days. So like they honestly, were on Vine? yeah, that's where they got their start. That's where mm-hmm. they, all of them got their start on Vine. Like they were making those six second videos on Vine. And what was Supercent doing on on Vine? I know she did cosmetics, <laughs> but was she like funny or something? No, yeah, she would make jokes. This this was well before uh the crayon case. Mm. Well before it. Well before. Um and I think that's what's so special. And I think that's what's so special about you know millennials now that we can trans transcend and get so many different streams of income and make money in so many different ways that was never available. And, you know, now nowadays mm-hmm. we don't have to just subscribe to, oh, I have to go into work every day. I have to work a corporate job in order for me to make a living, in order for me to live the life that I desire. And it's much more than just being an entrepreneur. It's really, you know, creating creating something that's lasting, creating a community. Because even B. Simone, like, again, take that example. It wasn't just for her. Like, she she took the time out to, like, sit and promote people's websites mm-hmm. and stuff. And, okay, she did it for, like, whatever, how much, however much it costs. It, that do, that's, like, that doesn't mean anything. It was more of, okay, she's getting money, but she's also... You know, giving them a giving, platform. Yeah, giving giving back to a platform of small business owners who otherwise would never get to mm-hmm. you know have this that type have yes. that type of reach. Have somebody who has over a million followers promote their their Instagrams for you know less than mm-hmm. I I know less than her in her influencer rate. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. I just I think have my own ideology of promos, but. <laughs> day. And but I just think that it's it's just very it's mm-hmm. it's so dope. It's like the way and, she did it, the journey that she yeah like the journey and how she shows it, and I do show her journey. Um, and so I've been following her for a little like comedy and stuff like that. But even though like she was even and then like she didn't let her it stop. Like she lost a hundred thousand dollars. She was on the Martin. T- Boom, Corona. Boom, Corona. And so it's like she got to have, she had to send invoices back. She had to send this stuff back. She wasn't able to get the other money. So she used like her talent, used her different things to figure out that yeah. she could get money, which I don't know if she really put the money in from like YouTube. But I mean, of course, she also gets paid from YouTube. Yeah. Um, and and, and her, there's, like, there's and so many different ways to make money now that we don't have to rely on one way. And then the other thing that I, I'm super, I super am involved with and love is influencers. Like, I think that influencers are really dope. And I'm not just talking about like a celebrity that, you know, does a Colgate commercial. I'm talking about like people who are really building brands and communities and figuring out ways, not just to monetize their community, but to provide value and Mm -hmm. 
and create create that space, create a way to make money and not, you know, rely like the, these influencers are buying their parents houses and taking care of their families and things like that. And I, I truly admire it. I think it's really dope. It's a really great way to look at money in a different way. And go. it goes to the fact of, you know, creating creating the life that you desire and that's all what my platform is about is you know mm-hmm. using using money to create the life that you deserve and that you want to live and it's going to look different for everybody do you feel like influencers um are content creators do you like they're the same type of people or do you feel like there's a difference between them they're absolutely content creators and i think that everyone has their different lane um, even in the personal finance world, like we are content creators, we we create content, we create all different kind of things, but it's information based, it's education based, and um, I think that sometimes we get a little caught up with when when you hear influencer, you just think like a makeup girl on, on YouTube, but like you can even break that down. Like this makeup girl on YouTube, she has brand partnerships that people people are paying her just just for them to mention their product on uh on her on her channel right and then mm-hmm. then using their products and um then also maybe doing a collaboration where they're not even they don't even have to really go into the lab and create their own makeup they're just you know picking some colors and working with the brand and attaching their name so that they, you know, they that's when you get into contracts with royalties and those kind of things. Like, and it's just so many things that you can build off of, off, off of just one simple idea. And one idea can stem into a whole empire. Yeah, that's true. I see what you're saying. Um, so I have a question. What made you come up with the bougie buzzer? Like, how did you get that? <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I love this question. Actually, I don't know if you are familiar with the Vaginista, but I am I familiar with her. Love her. I when I say I stand the Vaginista, and I have gone on several podcasts and told everyone how much I stand for her. So one day we are going to work together. Okay. I have you been able to work with her yet? I have not been able to work with her, but listen, I like um, B. Simone. I'm the queen of manifestation as well, and gratitude is my is the name of my game. So I'm going to work with the budgetista. Okay, I'm going to work with her. We are going to do something together. I feel it in my bones, and <laughs> I actually heard her on a podcast, and one of my favorite podcasts, the Friend Zone, and. Like just her energy, how she was explaining things, how she was really breaking down money. I was like, yo, like I could do that. I could talk about money. I could, you know, create a way that money is fun and not so stiff. And I could do this and I could do this because I saw her influence. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, again, that's the power of the influencer. That's the power of, you know, just being authentically you. And 
So then I was thinking of like clever names. I'm like, okay, so like, what do I want to call it? And I had like a whole list of different names and I'm like, okay, so like what represents me? And I have always been the bougie sister. Like everyone (laughs) always calls me bougie. I'm like the bougie friend. I'm always the one that's like, oh, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm not doing that. Like, uh uh-uh, no. And I was like, okay, well, bougie budgeter. So I'm like sending it to my friends. I'm like, like, does this sound lit? Like, do you like the bougie budget? And it was like, like, this works. And so I was like, all right, let's run with it. And then, like, even for my brand colors, like, I'm also, I'm, again, like, I like to do fun things. I like to go out. I'm social. I'm not one of those finance gurus that's going to, that in order to, to save enough money and to live life, I have to put my life on pause. Mm-hmm. So... I actually went to this art gallery and I saw one of the most beautiful uh, pictures and, you know, I was talking to the artist and like the colors that I came up with, like to represent my brand are actually colors that came from the, the photo that I bought because I, I just loved it so much. And um, yeah, I, so- say, I really like your colors. I was looking at your media kit. I was like, oh, they are really cool together. Yeah, it, it was it was a beautiful picture. Um, <laughs> I, should, I should post it on my on my Instagram so people yeah, can see. Yeah, like people can see it. Mm-hmm. So how my long have you been um, in the financial literacy? So I've been in the personal finance space for about a year, but um, I actually yeah, April makes April makes a year. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little, little close to a year and like the the website launched like May of last year, but I've actually been studying accounting and finance for the last 10 years, over 10 years at this point. So I'm 24, but yeah, I've been, I've been studying accounting. Mm -hmm. Me too. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm, I'm 24 and I, well, I started learning accounting and finance when I was in high school. So I took my first accounting class when I was in 10th grade. And before I left high school, I was able to, you know, do the entire accounting cycle with my eyes closed. What? That's crazy. Oh, my goodness. See, I'm not financial. I'm not (laughs) accounting. I was like, oh, my goodness. Mm -mm, I cannot be doing this. But I do know, like, money uh, (laughs) is something that I need to learn more about. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) I think one of the the main things that you should, um, everyone should, I want to give as a takeaway too is to start creating a money system and not a budget. And that's mm. and that is one of the key things that I always like to to tell people is that people don't stick to budgets. Like Mm seventy percent of people surveyed you know, will say like 70% of people said that they believe that a budget is necessary, you know, for your money. Right. But less than half, less than 70% of people, less than 50% of people, actually less than 50% of people actually stick to a budget. So, okay. yeah, so now we're we're coming to a, a discord, and you know why why don't people stick to budgets? People don't stick to a budget because one, they're unrealistic most of the time. Two, they're way too restrictive; like they're not flexible, especially when it comes to unexpe- unexpected events and things like that. 
and you know because you can't plan out your life every every month or something mm-hmm. like even for me like i'm i'm a person i'm a go with the flow kind of girl so maybe this month i decided that i wanted to stay in the house all week this was pre corona um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so maybe i decided you i wanted no choice. right before I, when i had a choice and i said you know i want to sit in the house all week but next week i'm going to like three art galleries and the bar so like i and these were all last minute events and you know people was like oh the art of saying no and i even i even went through a period where I would go to bars. I, I stopped buying drinks at bars. So I would go out. I would go to the bar and have fun. I just would never buy a drink. And and that was like in efforts to make it mindful, like make, make my mindful spending because I was the one where I'm the friend that's like, oh, like, do you want a drink? And I'm buying, I, I'm leaving the bar, the club with a $100 tab easy. <laughs> easy not about it I'm like oh all right cool (laughs) so I wanted to I wanted to test my theory and see if I could go to the bar and enjoy myself without buying a drink and I did that for like three months and like and I got my my friend to do it with me and now like when we go out we either drink before we go out or we um or we we won't buy a drink and we still have fun you know Mm -hmm. like I had to understand the triggers, but creating the money system is, that is the the key really. And setting, and then the other thing is setting time to look at your money. So my money system, um, I have a workbook and I have, you know, all my, my Instagram is all about it, but creating the system where it flows from looking at your income down to your expenses, through to your saving and then to your spending. You have to know how your money is flowing through from the time that you get it to the time that it leaves your hands. And I think that people just know when payday is and when it's time to spend and they forget the two things in the middle. Uh, I got paid. Okay, let me get these bills. Yeah, but then sometimes people don't people like even like with the Apple pet or Apple Music. Like, what day does your Apple Music come out of your your account? Do you know? Oh, I don't have Apple Music no more. I deleted that. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't do Apple Music. I do Title. You know, I'm down with the uh, Beyonce, but you know, but that's the thing. Like people, people say bills are sneaking up. No, bills should never sneak. My bills never sneak up on me. I know I have it set in my calendar the two days before it's a week before it's due, two days before it's due, the day that is due. And I have a notification that tells me when it gets paid. So it's never like bills should never be a surprise. That's mm, that's exactly. but that is true. Um, I do the storage thing. Oh, maybe the system helps me because I do have a storage thing and I'm just like, oh, okay, it came out like, okay, like the email just like, okay, it came out, but it's not like. I don't get a like a notification like okay this is coming out next week so I could be like okay let me check make sure all my stuff right right it's just like, so, oh it's going out so <laughs> it <already> so, went out. <laughs> so what I would say to you like definitely put in your your calendar put in your Apple calendar like okay on the twenty seventh of every month that's when my storage my storage payment 
comes out and mm-hmm. I and you can set it up to a week before it'll let you know and then two days before and then the day of so you know okay this is going to come out of my account on the 27th and it's not a surprise but then another thing that I'm really into is fintech and the power of automation so fintech is um, financial technology and yes, were you going did you do you so you follow them you go to their conferences and stuff like that sorry that was a tangent (laughs) (laughs) i haven't gone to a a fintech conference um yet but i do have a podcast and it's all about fintech so uh me and my friend my lovely co-host naima we sit and we get to talk to fintech founders we talk to other personal finance experts and um talk about different different tools and apps and things like that. So automation is one of my favorite, favorite things because it basically like it takes the stress out of the money. Right. So Mm -hmm. when you're setting up your, your money system, you want to have three different accounts. You want to have your, um, your bill pay account, which is going to, it should be at like a large credit union, a, mid, a large to mid-sized credit union or a national bank, something that's really easy to be accessed. And you want to have your, your, all of your money, what I, you know, calculate how much money of expenses is going to come out every month. And it should only be coming from that one account. So you put more than you put enough money in there. I always like to put like a buffer, probably like between 25 to $50, put a buffer in there and put the exact amount of money that you need to pay your bills. And your bill should only be coming out of that one account. And that way now you will never miss a payday. You'll never miss a bill payday. Okay, your bills are always going to be paid. You, you're not going to worry whether you have enough money to pay your bills or not, because again, it's already in the account. And then you're going to take that card and you're just going to lock the card up. So that is not money that you're going to spend because you know that that money is specifically there for bills. And I think sometimes if, you know, when you're using your spending money and your bill pay money are in the same account, you're going to end up spending your bill money or not notice if your bill account is getting low or anything. You won't notice it because um, because your money is like, you know, mixed together. Then the oh, other. Okay, I actually like. That. Sorry, um, sorry <laughs> that. I'm giving I you some revelations right now. <laughs> yeah, because it's all mine is all together, and I never split it up. I just be like, oh, hold up now, let me figure out something. <laughs> yeah, like, it should be in two different like, one bank, but you can't one bank, just two different banks. I I would have two different bank, like two different banks. I don't leave okay. my money in one bank. Like, okay, I do I, have two different banks. Yeah, so. One needs to be, and then I will actually get three. So my my <laughs> my recommendation is always three. So one for bill pay, one for spending, and one for saving. So oh. honestly, it sounds like you probably just would need to open up a another one, a save uh, a high yield savings account. It's probably yes, the only thing. Yep. And then I heard that that's better to do online. So that's what I'm going to look into. Opening yeah. So. So some online options would be Ally if you want to have that have more of a traditional banking sense. Ally is really great. I have Ally. 
It's A L L Y Ally Bank. And um, I like Ally also because it gives you the option to invest. So I really only use Ally Invest. I don't use the banking portion anymore. Vero mm-hmm. Bank. Um, and I have some links for these two. Vero Bank okay. is super, super dope. Um, that is one of my favorite resources because um, they give you $75 once you set up your um, direct deposit. And right now, and I don't give, I don't want to tell you like their interest rate right now, but mm-hmm. because interest rates, uh, they fluctuate mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. especially in, in this economic climate right now, it's going to, it's, it's lowered. It is going to continue to look a little bit before everything stabilizes. But Vero Bank is a strictly online bank. And it's like, it's a high yield, even if you don't, um, it's, it's high yield. But if you put in over a $1,000 a month, the interest rate like almost doubles, I believe. So it's like one of the mm-hmm. highest interest rates that you can have. And another great option would be um, Marcus by Goldman Sachs. So all of these are online. Marcus is strictly online. So you can't have, it doesn't have a, um, it's strictly a savings account. So there's no debit card attached, but um, Vero and Ally, you can choose whether you want to have a debit card attached to it or not. I would suggest Mm -hmm. you not just to use it, just to use it as a savings account and make it hard. You know, it just makes it harder to get to your savings. And that's what you want to do. Sorry. Um, Are you saying (laughs) Vera or Mara? Vero. So V A yeah, V A R O. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's really good. That's good because actually I was talking to somebody else on my live line that they were talking about the online investments and stuff like that. Well, I was hearing about chime and different things like that. But I Well, I love Chime. Chime is not a good it's it doesn't have a strong savings account. I'm not gonna recommend Chime for the savings. If and if you like Chime, you'll you'll like Vero Bank a little bit better. They're owned by the same company, but Vero has a little bit has a little bit better perks. Okay, and Chime is not necessarily is Chime you could save money or you could have a yeah. Chime is better. Chime is better for its checking account. I, I have Chime as well, so I have several bank accounts as you can. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even keep up with those. I wouldn't even be able to keep up with those. But well, I. Because and you, I keep up with them because each one of them serve, they serve a specific purpose, right? So, like I said, Ally, I only use Ally to invest. So, if it's not about investing, I don't, I don't know about it because it's it's only for my Ally account. Um, Vero Bank that is for my savings, so I don't. That's the only thing that I do with it. Um, and then I have a credit union and uh, Navy Federal. I only use that for my bill pay. So if it's not about bill pay, I don't, I don't know about it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't help me. And then chime is what I use for my spending. So if it's not for spending, I don't know about it. <laughs> like it's on that. And when I, when I started to, when I divided my money that way, that's what created the system. So I know when I'm on chimes website, I'm looking at how much money I have to spend. You know, when I'm on Barrel Bank's website, this is how much money is in my is in my savings currently. And then when I'm on um, Navy Federal's website, I know that this is how much money that is going towards my bills. 
And that's what you were talking about, not a budget, but like having a system for your money. Is that yeah. what, that's what you were talking about? Absolutely. I'm having Loki salty. I went to the wrong industry. I should have finance. Because <laughs> <laughs> I the money right now. We're literally the same age, and I did a whole different route. But I'm gonna figure something out. <laughs> listen, listen. You know, everyone has different path. But and it's just I've always had a love for money. It's always been there, and um, yeah. So and, yeah, I. Oh, I focus. <laughs> I focus on really creating the system and understanding because the banking industry is a system, and mm-hmm. you, know, you you want to have a system kind of like a car that if something is if something's wrong, you'll you'll get a notification. That doesn't mean that the entire system is going to break down, but you get a notification. You know that something's wrong, so you can fix it before the rest of the system breaks down. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is like that's that's what I teach, and that's how I that's how how I I see money and how I get other people to see money. Like I don't want you to think about like all the small details. I think sometimes budgeting gets tries to make you think of like tiny tiny details. Like oh, I spent too much on my hair this week. Like whatever, if it's within my spending limits and my bills are paid, my savings is stacked. It doesn't matter what I spend my money on. That's true. I like how you look at that too, because right, because then I know some people like to budget. They're like, "Oh my gosh, like I budget a pencil or something like that." It's like, "Dang, you got to budget a dollar pencil." Hold up now, if yeah. I just go buy it, and then I see what you're saying in that. And so that's what I guess I was speaking to earlier, like how you love the money, how you were like into money, and you did accounting. I was saying, um, like when you go to college, they're always like, they're like, "Do stuff you love. Don't worry about money. Money will come. Do stuff you love. Don't worry about money. Money will come." Um, but when will that money come? and so I feel like that they try not to put value on it because they don't want people to um think of money like that and then it's like well you kind of do need money hello oh yeah okay Um, I was gonna trim my thing to mess up (laughs) oh no I keep it on mute so um oh yeah so the background noise hold on Okay, I'll just take this part out. But I was like, oh, hold on. I didn't know if my thing was going, um, messing up. But yeah, well, I, what I was saying was like, I feel like uh, people, well, I don't know, when you go to college and stuff like that, people are like, don't worry about money. Money will come. Like, don't value money or whatever. And so when you were saying that turn, you're turning money and how uh, you trend, like you turned the way to think of money. And I'm like, yes, I do need money. I mean, I might not need a billion. I do need money to help provide and protect for my family and so um, I think that's really important and I know this generation we are trying to find different side hustles trying trying to be entrepreneurs and figure out with our money uh, and so I just think it's really important now to just how our money can work for us what we can do to sustain our and our money and investing our money and just trying to figure out okay like do I want to side hustle if I do I want to be an entrepreneur do the different things that you can have the different avenues that you can have to make money so I definitely think it's important yeah and then what the beauty is is that all of it is correct you know like if you want to be an entrepreneur that and you realize that that is the life that you want to live that is perfectly great like me personally I don't want to be an entrepreneur like, and I started this platform and people always think like, and I talk to people like, well, you are an entrepreneur. And I'm like, I 
I'm an educator. I'm just somebody, I'm just a girl who loves money. I like to teach people about money, but like, as for like, you know, building a business and things like that, like that has never interested me hiring people and things like that. That's never, (laughs) that's never been interest to me, but then I realized that I like to see businesses grow. So I'm like, okay, you know, when I start, when I have enough money and I can start really making big investments, I want to be an angel investor. And Mm -hmm. I want to, because when we talk about invest, people only think about like the stock market. And I was like, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. care to look at like, Fortune 500 companies and those kind of like I, I don't care to do that. It it doesn't interest me. But to be an angel investor and to be able to give a a company that is you know making an impact or creating some cool new tech twenty five thousand dollars as as seed money for them to grow, and then like that is something that I I'm interested in. That's the life that I want to live. Like to be an angel investor is something that's super dope that I, that I want to do, you know, down the road. Like mm-hmm. that's the type of invest, investing I want to, I want to do. Yes. That's so cool. We need to connect. They connect. I'm just kidding. But that when you were talking about that, like how much money and talking about money or whatever. And I think that's the whole thing too. Like me, I don't think I want to be a billionaire. I don't know nothing about billionaires, but let me just be there. And so it's always about like showing, um, I'm a, I mean, I got my master's in education, so I do like education, but I like education outside of school and classes. So being able to use my platform, if I do get a millionaire million dollars, I'm able to use that to invest back into my community. I'm able to help people to help people um, for whatever it is that like I feel that is in that's important to me or whatever my passions is. And if I see people in the community, I can help and I can give back there. I can do different things where I can use the money that I have to be able to create the opportunities and to have the wealth and being able to give back in different things. I think it's like different, different ways when you have your money, different ways that people think about money and giving back or even using it. And, And so that's, I really like that. How you said you want to be an angel investor, because I don't even think people think about being an angel investor. Um, well, right now my, I know my dad, he's like, he has an investment company with some people, but like, even how you're saying it, where you don't have to invest in stocks, you can invest in people and you have the money to invest in people. And then they'll have that return. Then you'll see your return right there so i think that is really cool really a dope idea yeah absolutely and then (laughs) just even like how you said like you know your your goal is to teach and educate people and if that is your goal and you know say your goal is to educate 10,000 people you know you can't educate 10,000 people without having the money to educate 10,000 people so as a result Mm -hmm. of working to educate 10,000 people you the money will come to you because those are the resources that you need to establish to you know reach that goal and Mm -hmm. you know I always say that money is not the thing like money can't be a goal because is it's always going to be more money that you can accomplish, like that you can grab. Mm-hmm. You can always get more money. There's all, there's never going to be enough money 
because mm-hmm. money is of, of, a, of abundance. And, you know, if yes. money is your goal, if, okay, well, my goal was to have a billion dollars. So then once you get a billion dollars mm-hmm. then oh, now then my goal is to have $2 billion. Then, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like you're going to continuously want to accumulate more and it's like, okay, so Mm-hmm. what came out of that? What did you gain by getting a billion dollars? A billion dollars? Yeah, yeah right. And that's what I, think I was going to talk about earlier when you were saying that um, when people are like, oh yeah, I want to be rich. But well, how much is, what is rich to you? How much is exactly rich? When you were going back and you were saying that you were like the problematic queen or whatever, like you were like, I don't want a billion dollars. And then people are like, well, why don't you want a billion dollars? Why don't you want a billion dollars? Well, first of all, why are you asking me why I want a billion? Why don't you want a, <laughs> do you even have a billion dollars? Do you even have it? Are you even going to get it? Are you not going to create these systems so that you won't just spend up all your money? Because then you try to say you want a billion, want to be a billionaire, and then all you do is spend it on this, spend it on that. You don't even save it. You don't even. So, are you? How long are you even going to have that billion dollars? Yeah, and then, then, and then, when the goal is to make all this money, then that means you don't care how you're going to hit that billion. You just want to hit mm-hmm. it. You know, like. Yes. And I was thinking like everything and anything like yeah I don't want the money to take over me now (laughs) like I think about the Soulja Boy um interview and when he was like selling the the like Sony things and Mm -hmm. and like they sued him and he was like well that's how I'm I'm that's how I'm trying to get to be a billion a billionaire like that's how I'm gonna be a billionaire and I'm like yo like that's not even something that you enjoy you just you're just trying to make money off of whatever, whatever is going to stick is what you're going to go with. And instead of letting, letting your passion lead you into figuring out how to create more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm on right now. Like I'm, I'm doing this. Like I've always wanted to have a boutique. Even I feel like a lot of boutiques are like out now online, but like even when I was younger, like I want a store, I wanted to be an entrepreneur from like when I was younger. So I was like, okay, if this, like I wanted to have a boutique, you know, but you always have to have something different in what everybody's doing. So I'm not throwing no shit to anybody who's doing lashes, cosmetics that I'm not doing that. No hair. Cause everybody is doing it, but it's different, but it's like trying to figure out like, okay, yes, but I also want to stand up but I also want to do something that I'm passionate about so maybe knowing that I'm not really passionate about cosmetics may not be um something that I should get going to do it for the money because in the long run it's and it could do good but then also if I lose the passion for it well I didn't even have the passion for it so I'm gonna be like okay I don't even want to do this yeah I mean I let you think like you know if everybody is selling lashes why is one person why is or going in the makeup idea like if everybody is starting makeup lines how is super getting a million dollars in less than an hour and mm-hmm. you know and other and other people are struggling to sell five lip glosses you know mm-hmm. it's about the passion but it's also about the the execution and the systems that you create like you, you know it can't just be like this is something that I want to do and you don't have any system. Like uh, I was reading this book and it was like winners and losers have the same goals. And like, that's true. Like if you're in a race, everybody wants to win the race. Goal is to lose the race. Everybody, but somebody is going to lose the race and somebody mm-hmm. is going to win. And the person that wins is the person who has the systems created to handle things. And that's why I say, again, like, look at your money as a system, because 
like mm-hmm. as a system, look at your money as a system and what systems can you put in place to continue to grow money or to, to, to continue to, you know, save more money, continue to use the money to protect your family. Like what systems are in place to help you? That's true. And like, I'm beastin' on say I'm like, I'm this business and shit. Simone, I mean, now she's rapping. Well, she was rapping. She did a freestyle. She said, I like, I didn't even have to dance. In a sense, like, she's not passionate. Like, she was not going to do, she was going to by any means necessary, but she wasn't going to do something out of her lane to get to her million dollars because she knew that it wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, stick to your lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that is very important um, as well a cool idea and so she really I mean I've always wanted to be a millionaire I'm not, I think I just wanted to be a millionaire or whatever but like hers was like okay inspired five years and she moved to Atlanta in five years so I'm just like okay I'm gonna figure something out I'm gonna get on some type of money train but it's also to be an impact and to give back to the community and be able to see and I think the representation part is what's big to me too like we're both 24 like we're young yes but like I don't know when you were younger if you seem like millionaire like black millionaires which I mean I guess like besides the music industry and some other things like we probably know Oprah's a millionaire probably a billionaire but I didn't know that when I was younger and so just now um looking at it I want to be able to be that person or be that um woman or whatever like that child can look up to and can see like if I can do it then you can do it you know so it does depend on like what your platform is on and what you're doing what you are striving for and whatever lane you're in yeah absolutely and when it comes to again like that is even why I got into the personal finance space because of influences of people that look like me I'm studying to be a CPA or it's a certified Yeah. yeah certified public accountant and I didn't meet my first black woman CPA until I went to college, like when I was mm. around my professors. I mean, I knew a black, like when I was in high school, my accounting teacher was a black man. So I knew that black people were accountants, but I didn't, I had never seen a black woman with a CPA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are things that are, are necessary for us to know there are little kids on YouTube making millions Make of money to me. playing with toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, That's so funny. <laughs> and and it's it's true. And I think that we we just have to learn how to um, appreciate and figure out how to get creative with our money. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you you could make a million dollars and then, and but if you spend a million dollars, you're still zero. You're, you're, a still mil- a millionaire. You're, still- you're still not a millionaire if you make a million dollars and spend a million dollars. So, mm-hmm. so again, you have to put those systems in place and create the space for you to cre- create more money and create the opportunities and benefit from the opportunities that money creates. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And so um, speaking a little bit more about like your platform. um, So you said that you're not really interested in like being an entrepreneur, um, but you're interested in being like an angel investor. Mm -hmm. Uh, So with your platform, you don't I know you said you have workbooks and stuff like that. So do you do um, and I know you speak, but so you're not really interested in like having that be your bread and butter in a sense. You're just like, I want to help people learn about money. I'm going to just provide like some resources for them, but I'm also going to still work a nine to five. Oh, yeah. I, 
honestly, right now, I like my nine to five. That's that's the other thing I feel like is different from a lot of people. I like my nine to five. I enjoy the work that I do. It does not drain me to go to work. I, I actually enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I like going into the office. I like what this, like, I like what, what the nine to five life also gives to me. I like the structure that it gives to me and I don't have a problem with it. So things that I do offer, I do have a workbook. It is um, my pride and joy. It is a budgeting workbook that tells, that describes this actual um, system that I've been describing and really breaks down the different types of accounts that you need, how to think of your money moving from the income down, flowing through down to your spending account, um, how to set goals, how to create habits. All of those things are in the workbook and um, it's really all inclusive. It's it's fillable and it's, it's all digital. Uh, we were going to do some prints, but because, you know, Corona, I want to just make sure that it's accessible to everyone. So it's a digital ebook for, for anybody to go ahead and, you know, start working with and take the time to, to set up their money system. So, um, and if you use the code ThoughtsPod, so Yay. <laughs> Thoughts, P-O-D, if you use the code ThoughtsPod, you can get $20 off. So um, it's $39 uh, regular price and you get $20 off to, you know, start really learning how to finance your best life. Um, other things I don't do any one-on-ones. That's just, that's one thing that I don't do. Okay. I, wish I, I wish I did, but I really don't have the time sometimes, especially still working a nine to five. Like I, I can't sit down, but I'm, <laughs> my DMs are always open. If people have, you know, additional questions and things like that, I'm, and you can ask anybody. I'm super responsive in my DMs and definitely will hit you back if you have any questions. Um, and I have a newsletter also. You can definitely sign up for the newsletter. It's called the first and 15th, you know, like a paycheck. That's <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> yeah. I, and I didn't realize like, it's a couple other people who have newsletters called first and 15th, but it's catchy, whatever. <laughs> so um, the first and 15th. So I give, you know, money tips, updates and resources and things like that to my email list. So if you want to be a part of it, I will also send that link for you to, um, you know, add, let people add themselves to the newsletter. And I think that's about it. I do. And I do host workshops and things like that too. Mm-hmm. Do you um really stick up? Yeah, I don't know if you're like, if you were born and raised there. Um, well, I mean, I, I, listen, I like to travel, girlfriend. Um, <laughs> I am, I am born and raised in DC, though. Okay, that's fun. It's expensive out there. I was thinking about relocating there. But I'm like, dang, I just need a job. But jobs there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Most people are going to be in government work around here. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, dang, can't even get up in there. And so yeah, I do higher education so it's like working at a college campus and stuff like that so that's kind of different but we shall see 
I'd probably be an entrepreneur. <laughs> but I definitely thank you for joining this conversation. Oh, joining the podcast and having this conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, do you want to take it too much of your time? But I was like, okay, this has been good. Like this is this is a long gym dropping episode. I need everybody to listen to it. Share with your friends. <laughs> We're just two young people out here who are trying to make it. Oh my goodness, when do you turn 25? Uh in November. Oh, yeah, I literally just turned 24. Okay, oh my goodness, that's even good. But I'm just like, I need y'all to um, quarantine right so we are not in the house for the rest of the year. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I guess so. Thank you so much for coming up on this podcast. I hope I hope you enjoyed yourself and thanks for the gems. And definitely will be staying connecting with you on Instagram and Facebook. Absolutely. At the Bougie Budgeter. Um, bougie with a J. So B-O-U-J-I-E because Bougie with a G looks like boogie to me. So <laughs> I'm backing up. Oh yeah, on Instagram and then um your website is and, Bougie Budgets. And then anything else? Uh Facebook or Twitter? Facebook, Facebook, Facebook and Twitter 